Hey beauties, welcome to the Clean Beauty Podcast. Did you know that unlike most everything else in America, cosmetics are not regulated? This means that corporations can use thousands of potentially harmful ingredients that I personally know can cause health problems. I'm your host, Cassandra McClure. I've been in the beauty business for over 10 years as a celebrity makeup artist that advocates for safer and more sustainable cosmetics. Join me each week for important news, exclusive interviews, and more on the clean beauty revolution. Hello, beauties. Today, we have a very special guest out of Oregon, Julie Van Het Reeve. She is the founder of Lux Heavenly Bodies, also known as LHB, Natural Skin Care. I'm really excited because a few weeks ago, I received some of these amazing products. They're sitting right here. I'm in love with the dew drops. There is also an oil that I'm pretty much obsessed with. And then they have a clay like cleanser and I love anything clay. I'm a sucker and I just love it. And so these products are really beautiful and I just love that she's from, to me, like anything from Oregon and up is the Pacific Northwest. So I just have to introduce Julie. She's so great. And I can't wait for you to hear her story and hear (laughs) how this was created and what she did that is different. Uh, because as we all know, there's a million skincare brands and how do you choose and how do you know what's right for you? So we're going to get into all the nitty gritty, but really it's about her story. And I think it's so awesome because I actually grew up with horses. My aunts all still have horses to this day. I used to grow up riding my second birthday party. I had a pony at my at my birthday. And so um, I'm already connecting with her. And we started talking beforehand and we're already almost 30 minutes over when we were supposed to start because we're just jabbing on. So I would love to introduce Julie. Hello, Julie. How are you? Hi, Cassandra. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Yes, of course. So let's let's share your story. Let's let's go back to the very beginning and tell okay. them what you told me earlier. Okay. Um just to give your listeners a little bit of a background, um I started um Lux Heavenly Bodies or LHB natural skincare about five years ago. Um prior to that, um the way I made my living was actually training horses specifically dressage horses. Um, As a child, I was just horse crazy and just born that way. And it just um, was something I pursued. I, you know, didn't have anything handed to me. I worked for trainers and learned and and did it the hard way. But that's how you kind of learn, you know, what you need to do. So anyway, I, um, I did that for about 25 years. That's how I made my living. I professionally showed horses, rode people's horses, trained people's horses, gave lessons. Um, I was an L judge, a USDF uh, bronze and silver medalist, and it was very good to me for a long time. Um, I made a great living doing it, and I loved it. Um, that being said, um, at the end of every day, because um, it's an outside way that you make your living, you're in the sun, you know, the heat, the cold, the wind, the rain, whatever, um, you know, five to seven days a week. So you can imagine the type of toll that takes on your skin um, after years and years and years and years of doing it. So my favorite thing to do every day after riding and training was to come home and actually take care of my skin. I love to take a bath. 
um, wash my face, you know, put on my, um, you know, moisturizers or whatever I was using at the time. Um, that was my favorite thing to do. And I always, always wore sunscreen um, and hats to protect my face from the sun. I would say probably 85% of the time. So um, some other people that are, you know, still my friends that do this for a living, years of, of working like that, you don't look very good. You start to look like a leather football if you're not careful. Um, so it was always important to me. I didn't want to end up that way. And you would never, ever look at me in a million years and know that I worked outside for a living um, or trained horses for a living. I don't have that um, look on my skin or on my face. And I'm so grateful um, that I always wanted to take care of my skin. So that being said, um, about five years ago, I stopped training horses for a living. And I just wanted to kind of dabble in this a little bit and make some little products for myself. Um, as another aside to um, my history or whatever, or knowledge or, or skills, um, in college, I spent a lot of time in um, chemistry classes, organic chemistry, general chemistry, biochemistry, whatever. I had a love of chemistry and science and um, was going to go that way, but then I ended up going the horse route. So that being said, um, I wanted to start making some skincare products just for myself. So I wanted to take the love of, you know, everything natural, organic, botanical, but I didn't want to box myself in a corner or put myself in a corner. I also wanted to incorporate into a lot of these products, select bioactive ingredients that actually have proven clinical results. So I did a lot of research on different companies and there's one specific company um, out of Barcelona, Spain that I get all my active ingredients from and they have clinical proven results um, for the things that they put out. So I incorporate those peptides, um, different peptides into different products that I formulate. So that's kind of in a nutshell how it got started. Um, one thing led to another. I started doing some farmers markets and selling um, then an online store. I did some different events. Um, and now I'd really just sell mostly on online, just direct to my customers. Um, I have some estheticians that have discovered my products and use and love them. Um, I have a fairly well-known um, celebrity makeup artist in New York, also in Miami, that use and love my products, and they promote it for me, too, which is great. And it's just kind of um, turned into a new full-time job. I'm very busy doing it every single day, and, and we'll just see where this takes us. So that's kind of my story. It's funny because when I went on your Instagram, I, I always look at the pages tagged posts. And it's funny because most of the tagged posts are uh, people riding horses, people outside, exactly what you were talking about. And there's one woman on there that is on like every single photo. And I was like, but her name's not Julie. Like, who is this person? Oh, she <laughs> and so me a lot. She's, I think this girl from Canada. It's not, she's not a horse girl. Um, no, but um, this girl, um, Beauty by Carla yeah. Dara. And yeah, and I was like, who is she? Because um, I was thinking, okay, is this her? And then, and then I figured it wasn't. And then, um, but there are a lot of horse photos and I thought, oh, this is really cool. And I loved that, um, that side. And it's like, there's so many different types of people um, that use your products. And it's funny that you mentioned that, you know, 
working outside and working with horses, you know, is hard on your skin. And I think of my, my aunt Trina and I I love her to death. Um, all my aunts work hard, but she definitely works really hard. And she has a couple of horses. She's always had horses. And she, um, when I think of her, like sometimes I think of her, her hands and, and they are, they're, you know, I don't think she does all those fancy treatments or she didn't really, my my mom and her sisters were just not raised to use a bunch of products and things like that they just they worked hard they worked outside you know and we worked along with them and that's just the way it was and um so you're right you know spending hours and days and weeks and years in the sun really does take a tool toll on yeah. your skin so can we talk about your first um, product? Because if let's okay, so you were saying that you you always use products. You always wanted to take care of yourself. So was there something missing in the products you were using that you were like, well, oh, I need to make my? I used to have like an area around my chin and kind of up through my jawline a little bit that was just constantly irritated or you know sometimes broken out. And I thought, well, maybe it's just you know from working outside or sunscreen, or I didn't really know. So I had gone to the dermatologist on and off, you know, over a few years, and he would give me something topical to put on to try to address it. And what I came down to the conclusion was that after I started making products and just using these more, quote unquote, you know, natural products on myself, literally all of my skin problems went away and I couldn't believe it. So I haven't gone back to the dermatologist in years. Um, and I and then I started looking at what was in my skincare. But I've used everything from some maybe from the drugstore to high-end products at a department store. I've got it all. So, but when I started reading and looking um, and then Googling, you know, what some of these things were, um, I couldn't make heads or tails of most of it. So I just didn't, didn't, I just started emulating just really simple, you know, clean things, um, started in my kitchen, um, just for myself. And I was just intrigued. <laughs> I just loved it because I always loved, um, you know, chemistry lab and stuff like that in school. So I just, just really liked it. So I just started reading. I started educating myself, um, just learning everything that I could and just making simple things basically at home. Um, and that's really how it got started. But my skin problems, I could not believe it just went away. I think just because there are so many irritating ingredients can be in some of, you know, um, skincare that's available to the masses, um, from high end to low end, whatever. Because if you think about it, um, all the situations that product has to withstand, I think, it, you know, is, is part of it. And it has to be broadly, you know, used on a wide variety of people, maybe all over the country or all over the world. Um, and then different, um, I guess, I don't want to say chemicals because everything is a chemical, but different chemicals or preservatives or different things that might irritate people's skin in some way. Um, now preservatives are necessary in any product that's going to contain water, but there are preservatives that are, um, you know, EcoCert approved or approved um, in the EU. So that's a whole nother story. But, um, yeah, I mean, that was really just a wake up call for me. And then I just thought, wow, you know, if I like it this much, you know, maybe somebody else will, too. So I just, um, you know, started with probably, I don't know, maybe three or four different products that were just very simple and just kind of went from there. And then it expanded first into my garage. And now I have in my own um, I have a, a separate office space and studio and lab um, 
now for Lux Heavenly Bodies. So it's just kind of evolved from from that. It's fancy. You have your own um, lab. So, yeah, I mean, it's just where everything is manufactured. Everything's formulated. It's just like its own separate, um, basically, you know, kitchen area, quite frankly. Um, we're all, we have all of our ingredients stored and then where we, um, you know, manufacture and make everything and bottle everything and shelve everything. And then an area where we ship everything and, and so on. So yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of neat. If you would have told me I was going to do this 10 years ago, I'd have never believed you in a million years, but it's, it's been a journey for me. It's, I've loved it. I'm so glad I did it. Um, and I think I was right. I mean, not only did I like what I was coming up with, but so did a lot of other people. So, and now, as you know, this clean beauty, quote unquote, revolution is, is huge. You know, people have access to so much more information than they ever have before. And, you know, you have the whole idea behind um, people eating cleaner, eating greener, knowing more about their health. And that also turns into what am I putting on my skin? You know, what am I putting in my home? Um, that sort of a thing. So I think it's a great time you know, for this. And I think there's room, I think there's room for anybody. If you want to do anything and do it well, there's room for you. That's how I feel. So I don't feel like I'm competing with anybody. I'm just doing what I like to do. And if people love it, that's great. So, and, and they do. So I'm very happy. So anyway. How do you keep everything clean and green? Quite a bit of research, um, you know, not beyond just where it come, where I might purchase it from, but I try to go beyond that and find out, you know, where do they get it from? Um, if I don't get it directly from a grower, um, if I get it from a supplier, I like to know where it's where it comes from. And that's all I can do is do my due diligence and try to find out, you know, as much as I can about the ingredients I'm putting into my products. Um, and and I just really I think about what 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 do what would I like? You know, um, I can't represent every skin type, but um, uh, what do I like? What am I looking for? What would make me happy? Um, and I try to formulate products, I think, based around that. And I do go off into sometimes little different um, tangents, maybe for more problem skin or, um, you know, like me, I consider myself mature skin. And I've had a great, great success with, with products in that little niche too, because I think when you're younger, like my daughter's favorite product is that the roses and dewdrop serum, which you recommended. But when you're, you know, when you're younger, like in your, you know, teens or, you know, young twenties, you, I don't think you care as much about active ingredients, but as you start to age, you really care about active ingredients. You want it to do a little something more than just be, you know, quote unquote natural. So, um, I just like combining those those two worlds together. Um, like for me, I do like active hyaluronic acids. I didn't really know about them until last year. And I know you have, um, I used it last night before I went to bed and I usually use the peel from beauty counter because I know there's a lot of different acids in there and it's very high powered. But for me, I have a lot of um, like pores around my nose, on my chin, they're starting to come up even on my forehead a little bit, but mostly on my, my nose. And so when I wear makeup, it, the dirt and everything gets trapped in there. And then I feel like I have blackheads. Like I could see them, I could feel them. It feels horrible. So I feel like I'm doing it more and more where I'm using an acid to break them down. Whereas before I would do extracting and I would go get facials and I still do. I mean, it's, it's nice to get facials, but 
you you shouldn't really be sucking or pulling them out with with pore strips and all of that. I think what you want to do is actually more um, exfoliate and cleanse because when you have all the dirt and debris and dead skin cells falling into your pores, that's what's going to create more you know bacteria problems. Oh my god, I've been cleansing like I cleanse now with like three and you different can cleansers. Can I would just make sure that you, you know, clean your skin well. I would ex- I would exfoliate so that you're getting rid of the, rid of those dead skin cells and that, you know, bacteria, whatever else is sitting on your skin. And even in the morning, because when you wake up, you've been sleeping for, you know, you know, eight to ten hours. So it's really important that you clean your skin in the morning before you put anything on, so that you know you're sl- you're getting rid of all that the dead skin cells and different bacteria that's been sitting on your face and, you know, from overnight. Um, that's from from what I learned. No, um, but you know everybody's different. So you know that being said, I would try. That's what I would do, and I would just try maybe a gentle peel or a gentle daily exfoliation, something that's very gentle. Um, and it's back to go to the hyaluronic acid. That's really more of um, water retention. You know, hyaluronic acid. There's different forms of it, but it basically you know holds a lot of its own weight in water up to a thousand times its weight in water so it's an oil free way to moisturize so if you have a problem with too oily skin that might be a type of moisturizer you might want um but there's different things you can do with it you can incorporate hyaluronic acid into serums into creams into um you know all different kinds of things um so there isn't just one use for it light moisturizer that's what i like it for just a nice way to moisturize your skin without putting you know extra oil or anything on your face if you're sensitive to certain oils and even if you have oily skin you know that's a misnomer you still need i love oils oil so if you do have oily skin i mean some people say well i don't want to do that then that's fine then you can you know do something different but you actually need moisturizer you need you know different and there's different types of oils that break down sebum or break down um, you know, the excess um, oil from your face, like jojoba oil is, is great and is known for doing that. Um, so, but it's just a misnomer. If you strip your skin too much and irritate it too much, and you are prone to having oily skin, you're just going to um, make your skin want to produce more oil. So you got to be careful that you don't strip that, you know, barrier, that natural protective barrier um, that's on your skin, you know, when you cleanse your skin. I don't know if that helps at all. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not an esthetician, but general basic, um, you know, a little bit of information. Good. So what did, what do you think has been the hardest part about starting a, a brand, a company like you have? It's just a long, slow road. You know, like most everything is, there is no such thing as overnight success um, when you really talk to people who are successful. There's a whole story behind, you know, how they ended up where they are. Um, so, and I still feel like I'm, you know, in the midst of a lot of growing pains, you know, currently I, we have just so much on our plate and so many new things, um, you know, that happened because of the Indie Beauty Expo. So that we're delving into, and it's just, it, it just seems like the longer I go down this road, the more opportunity there is, the more there is to do, to manage, um, just everything. So that's what I would say is just a constant thing. There is no overnight. Um, I don't think there, I don't believe in overnight success. Somebody put in some hard work somewhere and that's really all it's been. And I was used to doing that already with horses. So it, you know, it didn't, didn't daunt me. And I didn't know, it wasn't my plan for this to turn into a, a, a brand like this. 
but it, it just did. Let's talk about the dew drops. Um, what do you recommend in terms of using that? You can use all over your face. It absorbs very quickly, but yet it has a lasting effect and stays with you. Um, so you can use it, you know, just as a light daily moisturizer, whether you like to use it in the morning or whether you like to use it in the evening, you know, it's really up to you. Some people like to use something heavier or something with, you know, a more active ingredient, but for the roses and dew drops, I just think it's a great, you know, all around natural light moisturizer for your skin. And it also kind of doubles as a primer. Um, so you, you know, you can start applying whatever makeup you like to use, um, you know, after that facial oil, the C plus E. Um, and it's also great if you take a drop of that and mix it like with a concealer or an under eye concealer. It just makes everything go on just like silk. So that's another thing that can kind of double as a primer. Yeah, I have the oil. It's like the orangish. So I don't think a lot of listeners understand that you can use an oil in that in those early stages. I think the problem with oils is you you you're mixing an oil with a water based foundation or concealer, and that's where the separation comes. And there's different forms, but really you want to make sure that if you're using like an oil or a silicone, you're using an oil or a silicone with those other products. Well, I didn't think about that, but you're absolutely right. You you know, something oil and water isn't going to go. I mean, you can make a little mix in your hand and emulsify it together, just like with salad dressing is the same thing. When you shake it up, it it mixes together. And then eventually after you know, a few hours, it might separate again. Um, so I guess you would just have to just try it and see. But that's how I like to use it a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> would you know Clove and Hallow? I love her stuff. Oh my goodness. It is really, really, really nice. I <laughs> so, um, and I don't do makeup. So, you know, that was just, I, I was so happy. I bought some of her things when I was there and the quality is just outstanding. So yeah, I think that's going to be my new go-to choice for, for me. I have to give a, a special thanks to the, the founders, Nodder of the Indie Beauty Expo, they they were so open and welcoming to, to have me there in the podcast. You know, I tried to get around a little bit, but I was stuck in my booth most of the time. But it was huge. It was a big show. Um, you know, a lot of great vendors and and it was packed. And it's just a great, um, it's a great place to be if you are an indie beauty brand and, you know, want to try to grow your your brand is what a, what a great what a great place and what a great thing that lady has really put together with her team it's amazing yeah it yeah she 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 is amazing um i i think every indie brand should should go to at least one show and experience all of that oh, you? you know jillian <laughs> right is is the co-founder and she was so sweet i got i got to do her makeup and and she was so great and she was so open to to feedback to giving me feedback on on my lash tool that's coming out and um just hearing her story and how she had a brand and then you know she had her own line of products so you know she had her own like little salon aesthetics place in New York and it grew you know she had a frustration and she made her dream come to life of of having an expo to highlight indie brands and so it's connected me with all kinds of people like you and so many other um brands and women um some men uh but i've just been getting so many pr (laughs) packages lately of all the brands that i saw because you know they were handing out little tiny samples 
<laughs> so they're all like, here, let me send you the full size. Let me send you our line. And it's yeah. been so awesome. Yeah, I would, it was just a wonderful opportunity to to be there. And, um, you know, and like I said, we had so many, uh, met so many great people, um, have some great new opportunities that we'll see what comes of it. Um, so I'm really glad we did it. I would think we might, we might do another one. Um, probably next year is what I'm thinking because we have just so much to do now from coming home with that, with, um, some of the connections that we made. Tell us about it. Um, what, what are you stores? working on? Um, exactly. We did have some stores that came by and were interested. Um, but I think we're going to launch on Amazon. We talked with the people from Amazon and we can be in their indie beauty section. You have to be in one of the indie beauty shows to get accepted to be in there. Um, so they, emailed me before the show and we took the time to meet with them and so I think we're going to do that so we'll be launching on Amazon soon so we'll be in the normal section as well as the indie beauty section which is more important to me um somebody else that I think we're going to work with um is a lady who um is connected to all kinds of buyers from you know over 2,000 plus buyers she has in her database in retail resort spas medical spas um you know, to apothecary, whatever. And she loved our products and had already been asked by um, some different stores about them. So I think we're going to partner with her. And basically what she does is she, I think it's called Market Market by ROI. Sorry, she's with Beauty um, Independent? And she, or- I guess, been in the beauty industry for 25 years or so. Um, and now she's kind of like a link between, you know, the the brands and the stores. So if you think about it, like how do you get found? Well, you can do the Indie Beauty Expo. And yes, that's, that's great. And I loved it. And it let me meet a lot of wonderful people. Um, and then as far as for stores, you know, how do they, how do they find us if they're interested in us? So she has an online digital store and she can walk her buyers through and tell them about the different products and kind of see what, you know, who fits with what. So we're going to partner with her as well and see where that takes us. So those are two things that we're doing for sure. And then we had some other, um, somebody else um, that sells in Europe uh, was interested in representing our brand over there. Um, And that's a whole other rigmarole um, to do that. But that's a possibility. So we'll think about doing that. Um, yeah, it was. I was definitely one of the only makeup artists slash influencers there. Um, there was a couple. I think I was one of the only podcasters, other than the ones that were on the panel. But I got to sit front row both days and talk to everyone and meet everyone, and it was really great. And like I said, I got to work backstage and um, work with everyone at Beauty Independent and the you know the the show uh, in general and then go to the expo. And I just did one day of the first expo and I, the second, by the second day I was just done because I had just spent a few days going to beauty X. So, um, but I really understood after the first day why they had a second day for press to go in early, because once those doors are open, you get a different vibe from everyone because they don't know, even though I had my badge on, they were like, Oh wait, who are you? You know? And they, because it's different. You have, it's just better to have that one-on-one time with each brand. I just didn't have time to go around (laughs) because each brand wants to pitch you and tell you their story. And then you want to start talking to them, but now you're 20 minutes in and you got to do 50 more booths. So for me with a podcast, I'm like cutting people off. Like, and I think some people thought I was such a little 
a B because I was like, well, we can talk about this on the podcast. I just wanted to know if you're clean and sustainable and you're giving back in some way and then we can go from there. And they were all like, oh, uh, oh okay. you can. And I was like, here's yeah. my address, send me a PR package. I'd love yeah. to try everything and we'll and then we'll take the next steps. And that's just how it goes. I didn't have time to powwow for 30 minutes and then I was taking pictures with everybody. Yeah. So I was like, okay, now I understand why there's two days of early press entry because you kind of need that time if you really need to go around to every brand. And some brands, okay, I knew right away, like, I'm just going to pass that one. I know that they're not clean, like nothing against them, but I just, I'm. Like we've talked about, you know, in, in Europe, I think it's over 1400 different types of ingredients are banned in EU cosmetics. Or if you want to sell over there, it's just super, super clean. And over here, it's just not quite the same. And it doesn't mean that, you know, I think everything's super harmful or super dangerous. It's just not as well, um, I don't know, well vetted or well regulated. Um, and then, of course, I think over time, you know, we found out um, that there are some things that are, are, are harmful that maybe at one time that we thought. So, for example, um, you know, different emulsifiers, you know, you might use um you know, obviously I don't use any fragrance, you know, that's a big no-no. Um, and just different additives that you can put in that might do something, but that aren't considered, um, you know, clean by today's standards anymore. So I just, I don't use, if it's banned in the EU, I don't use it. So it's just very simple. Um, you know, there's always an alternative or a different way you can do it. Um, so that's just that's kind of where we are. And I'm glad I've taken that road and, and, you know, I can confidently and proudly say that we are, uh, you know, a clean skincare brand. That's amazing. And I think one thing that has been brought to my attention since the Indie Beauty Expo was that you're right. A lot of, you know, founders were sitting there talking to me, telling me that their brand was clean with confidence. And then I pick up a package, turn it around and the fourth or fifth ingredient was fragrance. And I said, oh, but your, your product has fragrance. And they're like, oh yeah, but it's good. It's fine. And I was like, wait, what do you mean it's good? What is in it? And they were like, oh, well, it's it's natural. And I'm like, well, then it would say essential oils are natural. And I was actually teaching them. So I'm sure you were in the same position. I don't think anyone is trying to be harmful. I don't think anyone is yeah. trying to hurt anyone or have you know unknown uh, ingredients in their products. There's, they just there's didn't a- know. You can go online. It's a little bit complicated, but it's called Cosing, C-O-S-I-N-G, and it's the uh, it's the European cosmetics, um, basically. I don't want to say forum. That's not the right word, but you can you can database and you can research ingredients on there. Um, it, you can type in any ingredient. You know, you you need the NC name. You know, the the, the chemical name, the international chemical name, whatever ingredient it is. It can't just be rose water. It has to be you know the NC name for rose water which I can tell you what that is. I'm going to look right here. Rose Damascena, Damascentia flower water. Okay. So you would need to type in the chemical ingredient name into that database. And when you type it in, it'll come back with, is there any restrictions on it? Is there any this or that? Um, and that's kind of how I know that, you know, it's okay. <laughs> so, and, the, and then you can also go through all the, you know, 1400 plus names of stuff, not all of which is even, um, you know, useful, you know, petroleum or things like that, you know, which, which we're not going to use. Um, but that's how I do it. Or you can look up on a lot of people hate EWG for different reasons, but you can look up on there and you can get, um, you know, a, a number back that's based on um, different things. So if you go to EW, 
EWG, I think, .org, you can, you know, look up ingredients on there as well. But the real definitive answer for me is going to be the, the, you know, the European Union, you know, coasting database where you can actually research, you know, exactly what you need to know. It's interesting that you said a lot of people don't like EWG because I thought that I just wasn't using it right or something because I have their app, EWG, Environmental Working Group. Everyone told me to use that over Think Dirty. I've always loved Think Dirty. It's been on my phone for over five years and I just love it. And then I learned about EWG. So I download it. Every time I have to look up a product, I type it in and nothing ever comes up. It never works for me. I don't know why other people don't like it, but I love your take on that and why some people don't like that. And honestly, from my experience, I always look to my best friend, my mom, and like one of my cousins or other friends. And when they are, when they pick up a product, they might scan the barcode. I think that's a very good way to kind of sift through all the BS is just scan the code. If it comes up, if it's dirty, if it's, you know, five or over, like just put it back and get something else, you know, shampoo, conditioner, whatever you're trying to find something new. But when you have to, no one has the time, like you and I might be obsessed and that's how we're experts. You know, we, we have to look up ingredients. We want to know what the heck is in our products and we want to report back to everyone else that, Hey, this is what this is. You know, like the rose water thing you just did, like no one has the time or money or energy to, to sit there and put in every ingredient. So what did you mean by that? Because EWG is, is frustrating. I bet anyone who's used that for more than five minutes is like, yeah. I can't find the product that I'm looking for. So I'm not using this app. It doesn't work. You know, everybody's just going to have to be their own little, you know, investigator to some degree on some level, on some form, on however it you, is you do, um, you know, to know, because it is, it is like the wild west out there a little bit, you know, um, while everything, you know, it might be, okay to use and legal to use, but it might not suit a, a specific person's purpose for wanting something more clean and more natural. Um, and as far as back to the EWG thing, I think it's just what I was talking about was, I think like when you talk to, um, you know, cosmetic chemists and people that are actually chemists, um, all I think e- EWG is is a good thing. I th- um, They might vilify some things that don't need to be vilified, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, for example, just because it's natural doesn't mean it's good for you. Poison ivy is natural. <laughs> you know, we're not going to rub it on our skin. Um, and then there are some, you know, um, things that are, you know, made in a lab or more synthetic that are okay on your skin too. So, um, you know, it just, that's what I meant by that can be kind of confusing to people. So for people that want to go on a witch hunt or vilify um, somebody or something, I think you don't always have full information. So I think you always just need to be careful. But I just think, you know, when you're looking and shopping for products, I think we all just have to do um, the best that we can and in, in trying to find trying to find out, you know, like whether it's just as easy as turning over the bottle and reading the ingredients. And if you're comfortable with it, then then great. Or like I said, for example, on my website, it's lhbskin.com. It's just right there. You know, we just have, you can read about our ingredients and read about what we don't use. So if it's not allowed in the EU, we don't use it. And that's kind of all you need to know if you really are into clean beauty, green beauty, because that's, I think, where that standard basically is. That just because it's in a bottle and it's for sale doesn't mean you know, it's necessarily the best thing for your skin, you know, and there's just so much more information available today now, and it's great. And you can, you can find out if you want to, you know, that's where all the, it's like when I was talking to Jillian, Jillian Wright, um, 
who was the founder of the Indie Beauty Expo, she said, well, this is where all the innovation is. This is where all of it is. Um, like, for example, I had Rodan and Fields stop by my booth. and I told her that and they were interested in some of my products and I actually gave them some of the products. And they said, well, if it's something that we like, you know, we might be interested in, in licensing it or something. And anyway, and I told her that. But she was like, well, be careful, you know, just because she says we had a, we've had a problem with, you know, different formulators coming in because they know this is where all the innovation is and this is where it happens, um, which I think is interesting. It's a, But it's true. It's the truth. It isn't just, you know, the big brands, you know, having success at this anymore. So I think it's it's just um, uh, it, it's innovation. It's it's wanting to put something good out there. And there's obviously a reception for it and a need for it and a love for it. You know, so that's why we all can can find our way as we go forward, because there is there is people that want uh, better products, good products. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just at the EWG pop-up in San Francisco a couple of days ago with uh, my good friend who is coming on the podcast a little later today, and she works at Beauty Counter with me. And so we went, and one of the first signs that I see is Garnier Fructis, and I said, oh, isn't that like illegal to use someone else's name? Like, and it was a new logo. It was not the normal Garnier Fructis logo I was used to seeing. Yeah. And I was like, how are they at EWG? And I, so I looked it up and Garnier or Garnier, however you say it, um, reformulated to be approved on EWG. So the big brands are catching on and it's beautiful to see because at the beginning of all of my, um, struggles with, uh, because I'm here today because I had a lot of medical issues and I didn't know what was wrong with me. And then I found out that it was, I'm allergic to fragrance and very sensitive to a lot of uh, cosmetics. And most of them were drugstore products or, or from Sephora, which is very expensive. And so I had a mixture of both, but almost everything I had was toxic. I threw out almost $5,000 worth of product in my home (laughs) because I'm a professional makeup artist. So I had my whole kit full and I had my whole vanity full. Like I have a big, huge impressions vanity and everything in there. I only kept like 40 products out of the like 2000 or something that I had. So and same with my shower. You know, I had Garnier, I had Victoria's Secret, I had uh, Bath and Body Works, I had like all these uh, things just filled with fragrance. Like, you know, and uh, when I saw that there, I was like, wow, the big brands are finally, you know, they're they're coming around, they're getting cleaner. And in a few years, I think that I'm not even going to need this name, this podcast, Clean Beauty, because it's going to be a standard. There is not going to be unclean. Like you said about cruelty-free, I don't know about yeah. Oregon or Washington, but right now, California just passed a law and everything has to be cruelty-free. And when something happens like that in California, that means it's going to be worldwide or nationwide, sorry, because you can't just formulate some stuff to be cruelty-free for California and then everything else is tested on animals. So it was kind of a big win for me in my mind. And then the same thing with the Salon Act, Beauty Counter helped pass that to uh, for the safe... Um, 
the safe use and disclose the information of what is in a product all the hairstylists were using you know a lot of them were getting sick a lot of them had a lot of problems with pregnancy and all kinds of things um and so they passed that act and that's also in california so now i'm thinking okay now all the hair care brands are going to have to reformulate because there's no way they can get away with putting formaldehyde in hair dye and all these things and so it's changing it's really happening and it's so beautiful to see so i'm glad that people like you are are making amazing brands that'll be in places right. like Credo right. and um, exactly. you know, you're voting with every dollar that you spend, whether you believe it or not. You know, when you go in Walgreens and you buy an eyeliner or you buy an, a lotion and it has fragrance, you're telling that company that it's it's okay and that you're gonna keep buying from them. But when you stop and you, you know, run out of lotion and you say, you know what, let me look mm-hmm. on Think Absolutely. Dirty or let me let me ask Cassandra, let me ask <laughs> a friend what clean lotion they're using is it a few dollars more okay but it's way more healthy for my family like i can i can make that switch it's my health it's my wellness at the end of the day right like cancer is going to cost you way more than saving two dollars on lotion so you know like do you want to die a painful death no i'm just kidding but it's it's you know where it's it's all connected like fragrance is is bad so just don't buy things with fragrance in it i think is like one of the easiest things to say but if there's any plugs, shamelessly plug everything that you have. I know you mentioned your website. I know you're on Instagram. I'm following you. At LHB Skin. And it's the same on Facebook, at LHB Skin. Um, and I'd also like to offer your 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 listeners, Cassandra, um, a discount. So for anybody listening who's interested in, in trying um, our Lux Heavenly Body Skincare line, um, the discount code will be Clean Beauty Podcast. And again, the website is lhbskin.com. We don't have any, right now, we don't have any plans. Oh. We don't know what our next event is. So there will be, will be something, but we don't know yet exactly what it will be. Well, I'm going to be at um, Hot Summit. So you read, you read up on that one. Oh, I'd love to go to her New York show. Amazing. So I will be speaking on clean beauty and how clean beauty is better than you think. I have a workshop in Palm Springs on March 27th, but the but the Altitude Summit is a summit for women only from the 24th to the 29th. And during my workshop, I'm going to be showcasing clean and sustainable brands that have either been on the podcast or that I really love and use myself that, you know, haven't been yet. And so I will have a table set up and I would love to showcase my favorite well, one of your products is the dew drops and showcase the oil as well. And um, I'll also let them know about the code if they want to buy anything. Um, but if you have any other hero products or anything else, definitely send them my way and I'll bring them with me to uh, Alt Summit. And I'm, also, and I'm doing a giveaway there of over like $200 in, in beauty products. I'm doing an Instagram um, challenge. So it'll be really, really fun. But if you can make it out, oh man, I would love for everyone to meet you. AltitudeSummit.com and you can buy tickets still. I believe they're not sold out yet. They're about a thousand bucks, but you can get $50 off with the code SPARK, S-P-A-R-K. And that will, um, as a speaker, they gave us all codes this year to to give out. And anyways, um, I'm I'm really excited to showcase Clean Beauty. I'm one of the, I'm the first speaker to ever, they've been doing this 10 years and they haven't really had anyone on clean and sustainable beauty. So I'm super excited for my talk um, and workshop to show all the women that, Clean beauty is easy and it's it's not that expensive and it's not that hard okay. to transition. So I'm super, super happy. I will have Lux Heavenly Bodies there. So yay. 
I just feel like I could talk to you for hours. Next time I'm in Oregon, I'm going to stop by. And if you're ever down in Palo Alto, give me a shout. Thanks for tuning in. And don't forget to head over to iTunes to review, rate, and subscribe to the channel. Until next week, stay beautiful. Bye.